0: Hello, and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. I'm Richard Lane, and it's Friday, November the 9th. This week, my colleague, Jessamy Baginal is discussing the Gemini studies, two trials that show an important non-inferiority of a two-drug regimen compared with a three-drug regimen for the treatment of HIV. Earlier, she interviewed one of the authors of the paper, Dr. Kimberly Smith.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Kimberly Smith. I am head of global research and medical strategy uh, for VEEV Healthcare. I'm based in North Carolina, Research Triangle Park.
0: I wondered whether perhaps we could start off just talking a bit about the background to the studies in terms of sort of the different drug regimes and what what the problems are at the moment and why there was a need for this study.
1: The history of HIV treatment is that um, as we... We got early drugs and we used them sort of one at a time and although they helped people they didn't help people for a long term and we ultimately learned that when we combined three medicines together we could suppress the virus all the way down to being undetectable in the bloodstream and that could be durable. The challenge with those three drug regimens however is that the each of the medicines is associated with, with side effects, and, and when you combine three of them, you're combining, you're tripling the, the, the side effects. Those early medicines, while they, used, they worked well in combination, they, they didn't have the potency of some of the newer medicines. And so dolutegravir, which is uh, really the basis for uh, the Gemini studies, is uh, the most potent HIV medicine that has been uh, ever approved. And what we... Decided was that because this drug was so potent, maybe we didn't need it to combine it with two other medicines. We actually could maybe combine it with one medicine and be uh, be successful. And so we were able to demonstrate that we could use dolutegravir combined with one other drug, that drug being rilpivirine, to maintain suppression in people who were on medicines already and had their virus suppressed and we switched them to dolutegavir-rupivirine and they were able to maintain suppression. And so that was the first step that says that a two-drug regimen works very well for maintenance of suppression, a a dolutegavir-based two-drug regimen. And so the next question was, can we take individuals who have never been treated, who have virus in their system, running around in their system, and can we use dolutegavir plus one drug to actually get them suppressed and maintain suppression over time? And so the Gemini study was designed to answer that question. And so what we did was combine dolutegravir with lamivudine, uh, a nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitor that is very well tolerated. And so we combined, combined those two drugs and we compared it to the standard of care of dolutegavir combined with two nucleosides. And so that was really the history um, of, of why we were looking at the two drug regimens. Ultimately, the goal is that if you can use two drugs Why would you use and get the same suppression, the same success, why would you need to use three drugs? And so that's really the the, the background. Many of the regulatory agencies really, uh, to get a product approved, like to see two different studies, two complete studies. They don't necessarily have to be different in the way that they're done, or they can be identical studies, but they want more than one. And so we considered the possibility of using different comparators, but since dolutegravir combined with two nucleosides is really the standard of care, we thought that we didn't need to do a different type of comparator. What we recognize is that all medicines have toxicity. And when we talk about HIV treatment, we're talking about treatment not just for a year or a couple of years. We're actually talking about individuals being on treatment for decades. And so if we can reduce their drug exposure by a third and moving from two drugs to three drugs without giving up anything with regard to how effective the regimen can be, then hopefully we can reduce the amount of toxicity they will have over the short term and over the long term. And so that's really our overall strategy. And we think that that's really the next innovation for HIV treatment is to try to say, how do we plan for the long term and try to minimize uh, the drug-related toxicity that individuals living with HIV
0: experience
1: as a result of treatment.
0: Perhaps you could tell us a bit more about the population and kind of what what the implications are there for the sort of generalizability of the studies. These were
1: global studies so they took place in North America, South America, Europe, Asia, really around the world. South Africa was included in the studies, Russia was included, so they were global studies. And the population of individuals in this study was pretty typical of populations that you see entering treatment naive HIV studies. Because the overall treatment strategy for HIV has moved towards earlier and earlier treatment, we're tending to, to enroll a population that actually is a bit healthier than in the old days. And so you see a lot of the people that enroll in these studies have pretty good uh, CD4 cell counts so that are still relatively high, and they, they have uh, viral loads that are not super high. So in some some of the early studies, we maybe saw individuals with very high viral loads that 30 or 40% of the population. In this study, it was 20%. But again, that's quite typical of the uh, current-day treatment-naive studies.
0: You see in in both, don't you, this very rapid decline in viral load.
1: That's exactly right. And so, you know, by week 8, really even by week 4, the overwhelming majority of individuals had reached undetectable, which was quite uh, quite impressive for both the two-drug regimen and the three-drug regimen.
0: And that's sort of comparable with the three-drug regimen, then? Four weeks is sort of what we expect.
1: It was absolutely overlapping with the three-drug regimen. So by week four, you saw 72% of the individuals on the two-drug regimen and 70% of individuals on the three-drug regimen undetectable. And so really it was just as good and numerically uh, high.
0: The primary outcome also was sort of overlapping between the two.
1: That's exactly right. And
0: the trial's ongoing, so you'll presumably sort of report when it when it's finished, and that will kind of be, you know, the end of this story to a certain extent. We've
1: answered the primary endpoint of the study, which most HIV studies, the primary endpoint is at week forty-eight, and so that's what we've presented so far. This study does go on for three years, though, and and we we're doing that longer study, you know, out this far because we really do want to demonstrate not only that. The two-drug regimen can work in the short term, so in the first year, but actually is durable over several years. And so, yes, this study goes on for comparatively uh, for 144 weeks.
0: I thought a really interesting part of the study was about the sort of mutation and the resistance that you looked at. And I was just wondering, how did you kind of, how did you measure that and why was it important to do that?
1: When individuals um, have experienced virologic failure, so they aren't able to consistently suppress their virus, in some cases they can develop resistance to the medications that they're taking. What we have shown with dolutegravir based regimens, three drug regimens, is that in the naive trials, individuals failing with resistance is extremely rare. I, 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 I hazard to say zero, uh, but it was zero in our clinical trials. When we add in the real-world data, it says that it's extremely rare. And so three drug regimens with dolutegavir, you don't see resistance. And so we wanted to look at the question of whether or not that was the case with two drug regimen with dolutegavir, and in this study we showed it to be exactly the same. So individuals that failed, the two drug regimen or the three drug regimen in neither case were there any individuals who developed resistance to the products
0: and that's important for the sort of long term durability of these drugs and and That's right.
1: That's right. And and so if individuals develop resistance to the drug it may limit their treatment options for the future.
0: So in terms of sort of what this means for patients now you know moving forward are we going to be seeing all patients on just two drug regimes This is
1: really of what we think will be a a, a bit of a change in the treatment paradigm. So now the current status quo is that uh, most individuals are on at least three drugs. And like I said, you know, people are on these drugs for years and years, decades actually. So a person who is, you know, diagnosed when they're in their 20s, nowadays on antiretroviral therapy, they can live a normal lifespan into their 70s. And so that's really 50 years of being on therapy. And so, if we can limit the exposure over that period of time by a third, what we hope is that we can limit the drug-related toxicity. What we hope is that in the future, we will see more and more individuals who are treated with two drug regimens. and And so these studies are really designed to to, to ask this question and to demonstrate to the field that two drug regimens can be as effective as three drug regimens. And as we as I mentioned earlier, You know, we will look at this not only just over the first year, but over three years. And I think that that will be actually quite convincing to the field.
0: And to patients, presumably, because, I mean, so, you know, in in the next sort of two years, is this a discussion that patients are going to be having with their clinicians about whether they can move to a two-drug regime, or or are we sort of looking, you know, within the next five, ten years?
1: Actually, I think it'll be sooner than that. I mean, patients are very in tune to the fact that they're taking these medicines over the long term. And more and more patients are really concerned about what they're putting into their bodies and can they avoid uh, drug toxicities. And so we absolutely expect that patients will be asking their doctors, and we will be talking to their doctors so that doctors are making this, this option available to patients. At this point, dolutegavir plus uh, lamivudine is is, an investigational uh, agent, so we have uh, filed for approval of this uh, regimen as a fixed dose combination, so combining the two drugs into one pill. We filed for uh, FDA approval and approval also in Europe, and we're going uh, really, uh, will go around the world to achieve uh, approval of this, and so hopefully in 2019, these drugs will be uh, approved as a fixed dose combination and available for people to offer for, for providers to offer to their patients. It is also important to note that these individual agents, Dolutegavir and lamibudine, are approved really worldwide, and so they can they can be used now in combination. But what we will have in the future is a fixed dose combination with the two drugs in one pill for individuals to really increase the convenience for, uh, for patients.
0: Many thanks to Kimberly Smith and to my colleague Jessamy Baginal. See you next time.